Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. My name is Matt. I'm on staff here at Lighthouse, and I have a promise for you. This will be the last time you have to hear me preach this year. So there you go. I don't know why people clapped, Alan. I'm just kidding. Welcome. Um, oh, yeah, I hear you there. Clapping the two 2020s almost over. I get that. So um, to start this morning, um, there's going to be a video that plays. I want to introduce this video. This video is of um, the World's Strongest Man competition. Some of you might be familiar with that. Um, this is the, Michael is really familiar with that. So this is the 2018 World's Strongest Man. If you're not familiar with World's Strongest Man, they're these really strong guys, and they do these unique um, exercises, unique competition, unique things to prove how strong they are. Uh, the, the one that we are going to see now is of um, Martin's Lisi's. He's a fellow competitor of mine. Um, yeah. But he is, this video is of him pulling a bus. So let's go ahead and watch this. So that's Martin's, Lisey's. There's this bus. You'll see a better video, a better shot of it here in a second. But that's a double-decker, I think, like charter bus. So tons, right? Like you're talking about thousands of pounds. And there he's, he's kind of struggled getting it started, but now he's going a little bit. Now he's moving faster. Like, look, look how fast he's moving. He's pulling thousands of pounds, and he's moving pretty fast. I would argue that there's some spots where it looks like he's almost running. And so I, I, was, I was looking at him like, what causes that? Why can one man take this however many ton bus and pull it that fast? And the key is because he got momentum. Momentum. That's, that's how he, he can start from nothing and get going. It's because his momentum builds. Scientifically, if you guys go back to, to your high school days, you probably talked about momentum. Momentum scientifically is mass in motion. So how big something is and how fast it moves, that creates the momentum. But, but as I thought of this and tried to put it in layman's terms, momentum is, is basically using energy to create more energy, right? So when he started that pulling that bus, he used that energy and now that energy just builds and he's using that energy to just build more and more energy. That is momentum. And in our lives, we need momentum. We need momentum in all areas of our life. Physically speaking, this earth, right? Earth orbits around the sun. Without momentum, Earth wouldn't be able to orbit around the sun. It would just get drawn right in, sucked into the sun. But it has this momentum that creates the, the circular, actually elliptical right path around the sun. It's created, it has to have that momentum. I like sports. I like baseball. I thought about um, momentum in baseball. So, and, and if you don't play baseball, but if you ever thrown a ball, you use momentum. Right? The first thing they say is step and throw. 
Well, when you step forward, you're getting your momentum going to where you're throwing that ball. And if you follow like baseball or especially major league baseball, you'll see these guys that sometimes they'll get like a running start and then throw the ball because it's building momentum. They're using that energy to build more energy to throw that ball harder. Momentum can be a physical thing like that, but momentum can also be a mental thing. I thought of like exercising. And to me, exercising, exercising is physical, but for me, it's more mental. When you exercise, once you start to see results, you start to feel better when you exercise, you start to get more energy, maybe you start to lose weight, you see those results and that builds momentum for you to keep going, right? Is that true for anybody? That's true for me. If I start exercising and I don't see my weight drop, I, I get in a stagnant. I want to see that and it builds momentum. We can also have momentum, and I wouldn't say how we can also have it. We also need momentum spiritually. There are things that, that we need to do in our spiritual lives and things that we can do in our spiritual lives that build your spiritual momentum. And so that is what we're going to talk about today is our spiritual momentum. But we talk about momentum and it's this building, right? It's this building of energy. Momentum can also stop, right? Or it can wane. It can go down. I'll go back to high school again. Newton's first law of motion says that an object that is at rest, sitting still, will stay sitting still until an outside force acts upon it. Or an object in motion will stay in motion until an outside force acts upon it. So if you're driving your car, okay, your car in a perfect world, you take your foot, you get it started, you take your foot off the accelerator, it would keep going forever and ever. But we know that doesn't happen, right? Because in our world, in our physical world, we always have an outside force. It's gravity. Gravity is an outside force, causes friction. I don't want to get too technical with this. But basically, we have an outside force acting on it, so everything that we see stops. In our life, the same thing can happen. We have outside forces that act on us that can stop our spiritual momentum, right? So Alan kind of joked about it, but 2020, he's ready for it to be over. 2020 has been something in our lives that that could stop our spiritual momentum. I thought, about, I thought about other things like big life events. Maybe you have um, a death in the family. Maybe there's an illness in the family. Just general life changes. Those can be momentum killers. Those can stop our spiritual momentum. And I was thinking even deeper into this. It doesn't even have to be big things. In my life, there were two things that stopped my spiritual momentum. One, when I was in high school, I accepted Jesus. I was going to church regularly, getting momentum built up. And then I broke up with my girlfriend, and that's who I went to church with. And it sounds like, oh, right, this big, but that stopped my spiritual momentum. Another thing, when, when my wife and I got married and uh, we were going to a church, and then we had our son Logan, and church was during his nap time. And that was a, and it's a bad excuse, but that was our excuse that, oh, we can't go to church. 
We have, right? Because he's got to take his nap. That stopped our spiritual momentum. And so there are things that, that can stop our spiritual momentum. But here's the deal. Spiritual momentum is a good thing. We need to have that momentum. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at a scripture um, in Hebrews. And, and I, I think I'm going to take a couple things that can, one, help us gain spiritual momentum. If we're stuck, it can help us gain spiritual momentum. But if we're already going, the, this scripture also tells us how we can keep going. So today, the title of our sermon is called Momentum, Kickstarting Our Spiritual Growth. And again, I said we're going to be in Hebrews. Specifically, it's Hebrews chapter 10. And it will be in verses 24 and 25. And Hebrews is near the back of um, the Bible, the New Testament. It's after all, like Colossians and all that, like GE Power Company. That's how I think of it. Then it's after that. But Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. If you don't have a Bible, it'll come up here, but I'm going to read. So then let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so it's just two verses. But again, it really spoke to me when I was putting this message together on, on how we can, we can gain spiritual momentum and how we can keep our spiritual momentum going. So I'm going to give you a couple things to write down, uh, but first, let me pray. So God, we come to you this morning. We say thank you. I say thank you. Thank you for bringing the people that are, that are here, whether they're in this room or the beacon or whether they're watching at home. God, thank you for bringing them here. Because to me, that's a start of, of momentum. And so as we speak about this one word, this one word of momentum, God, I just ask that you, um, that you speak right to us today. Give us something that you want us to take home. I pray this all the time, but I, I pray that you get me out of the way and let, let my words be your words, God. Just invite your Holy Spirit into this message. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So again, a couple things you can write down. The first one is this. We can gain spiritual momentum by allowing others to kick our butts. I don't know if I can say that word in church, but I just did, so by allowing others to kick our butts. So in verse 24, it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on. And that word really stuck out to me, spur. And so I looked it up in the Greek, and it's, it's paroxymus. I guess that's how you'd say it. But it basically means stimulation, provocation to provoke something to happen, or irritation. And so I, I thought about, okay, so, so provoking something to happen, stimulating, getting something moving. That's what it tells us that it does. And so I thought about a spur, right? And so we have a picture of a spur. Spurs are something that, that cowboys used to wear, right, on their, on their boots, 
And the purpose of the spur, as most of us probably know, was to get a horse started, right? Literally kicking a horse in the butt. Well, I guess in the side, but like, right? They'd say, giddy up, and they would kick the horse, and the horse would start, and they would say, hi <laughs> Or they would use the universal term, right? Like, that noise, that noise they use, right? And then the horse would go, but they would use the spur, and they would kick it into the side of the horse. I don't know about you, but if I got kicked in the side with that spur, I would start moving. I would move forward. It gets that momentum going. And there are times in our lives that we need to be willing to be spurred. We need to be willing to be spurred. Here's the thing. When we're spurred, sometimes it might sting a little bit, right? That last word, right? Stimulation or provocation or what? Irritation. It might be irritating. And I would argue that it's going to be irritating when you get spurred, but it's okay. We shouldn't be, I'll use the word offended. We shouldn't be offended by being spurred, by the irritation. I thought of an irritation in my life. And and when I think of irritation, I think of like something maybe with my skin. Most of the time, and this may not be all the time, but I would say most of the time when you have an irritation, it's, it's easily taken care of. If I have a skin irritation, I don't have to amputate my arm because I have a skin irritation. I sometimes use ointment or cream, right, to take care of that. So it's, so it's irritating. It may hurt a little bit. It may itch, but we can take care of it. So the point of it is don't be afraid of irritation. Don't be afraid to be spurred. It's okay. There's in Proverbs 27, 17, it says this. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so I got this picture of iron sharpening iron, right? There's going to be a little bit of friction there, right? A hammer, an iron hammer sharpening a hot iron piece of rod there. You can see the sparks coming out. There's going to be some irritation, but it's okay. It's okay to have irritation. It's not going to, to kill us, right? The, 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 it says spur one another on. It doesn't say beat someone on. It just says spur. It gets us kick-started. There's a couple times in my life when I remember um, being spurred. One happened not too long ago is um, with Pastor Clint. We were in his office, and he was speaking into me. Um, it was a, kind of a revelation for me as well, but um, the fear of failure. So I have this fear of failure. I didn't think I did because failure to me, fear of failure to me was like competition failure, like in a sport. And, and I used to have that, like I didn't want to fail. Like I, I wanted my sports teams to win and all this. And I've, it's kind of waned. So I'm like, I don't have a fear of failure, but I really, I did. I tend to be somebody that, that if, if I see I'm going to fail, I just don't start it. And so that was happening in my life. And we sat in a meeting and, and Pastor Clint talked about that with me. And when I left that meeting, like I was irritated a little bit. Like, I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear like, well, you need to fix this, right? It irritated me. But then as I, as I thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more I reflected on it, it ended up being a really, really good thing. 
And it took me a while. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like five minutes later, I dusted myself off and I was okay. It probably took me overnight to think about that. So when you get spurred on, that might happen. Somebody might speak something into your life and it might irritate you, but it's going to take a day or two, but reflect on it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because what's happening is when you're spurred on, it's going to start momentum going in your life. It's going to start that momentum, just like the horse. I also thought about spurring on. There was a time this happened like 25 years ago because spurring, it can get us kick-started, right? It can start us in, in a, a positive direction, get that momentum started, but it can also be a redirection in our life that can create momentum. So 25 years ago or so, I don't know the actual numbers, I didn't do the math, but I was a freshman in high school. I was in geometry class and I remember getting kicked out of that class because I was a freshman and I was this punk kid who knew everything, right? And so I was being a smart aleck and the teacher, I still, one of my favorite teachers, I still remember this moment, his name is Mr. Rust. He kicked me out of class. Then he came out into the hallway and talked to me. And he was nice about it. He wasn't yelling at me, but he just was, he was redirecting me. He was spurring me on because he saw something in me that needed changed. And so he said something to me. And I, like I said, it's been 25 or 26 years or whatever. I still remember that conversation. That conversation changed my life. Like not drastic, but like it has an impact on my life because he spurred me on. He got that momentum. He changed it and got momentum going in the direction that I needed it to go. We have to allow people to spur us on. That will help get our momentum going. So let me ask you this. It's a question that we could, we should ask ourselves, I guess. It would say, am I allowing people to kickstart me? In your life, are you allowing people to kickstart you? Are we being offended and defensive and saying, no, I don't need that? We need to allow people to kickstart us to get our momentum going. And just a side note, before I move on to point two, we need to be willing to be spurred on, but there are also times in our life that we have to be the spur to other people. God will put people in your life that you might see that they need a, a they need kickstarted. They need a little, and you have to be that person to do that. This was actually spoken into me um, recently as well. I'm I'm a guy that um, I don't I don't necessarily like having those tougher conversations. I tend to be a little softer in these conversations. Um, but now the, the, the role I'm in, I've been in this role for six or seven months now. Um, my role is to help people get spiritually kickstarted. And I've been really soft in that. And that was spoken into me. It's like, no, it's okay. God told me it's okay to spur somebody else on, to be that spur. So we need to be, we need to be willing to be spurred, but we also sometimes need to be willing to be the spurrer, if that's really a word. So point one, we can gain spiritual momentum by allowing others to kick our butts. And the second point is this, we can gain spiritual momentum by continuing to pedal. By continuing to pedal. In verse 25, it says, not giving up. 
not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more. So encouraging and all the more, all everything that it entails as you see the day approaching. And so continuing to pedal to keep our momentum going. It may not look like it, but I would do some bike, some cycling sometimes. I guess I do. I did a few times. Um, this was a few years ago. Well, we did one. We did the pumpkin vine. You guys familiar with the pumpkin vine trail? It goes from like Goshen over to Shipshawana. There's a group of us and we got on our bikes and um, we rode over there and then, and then rode back. Um, I got some advice during that trip. So I was, I think it was, the, that was probably the first time I'd ever done like long distance, like cycling. So I was a rookie. So as a rookie, I was tired most of the time and I, I'd, we'd go and it sounds weird because it was in Northern Indiana, but there were these hills and you'd go up a hill. And then when you come down the hill, I'd want to coast and I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to coast down this hill. And so you'd, you'd coast down the hill. Well, guess what happens when you get to the bottom of the hill? There's another hill that you kind of got to go up over, right? Well, the advice that I got was when you get to, when you're going down the hill, don't coast, pedal, pedal down the hill. Because what happens is, is it builds that momentum, right? It, it, it gives you more and more momentum. You're using that energy to create even more energy. And what happens is you get a lot of speed going. And what does it do? It helps you get up the next hill. In our lives, that is the exact same way. We need to build that momentum. And when we're in a good spot, if you're in a good spot right now, keep pedaling. Keep pedaling because guess what? Life's going to give you another hill. Life's going to give you another hill. And we have to have enough spiritual momentum to, to, to get through and to help us get up that hill. Because if you don't have that momentum, you can't get up that hill. Or you have to get off your bike and push it up the hill. And that's embarrassing literally and spiritually. <laughs> and you might say, well, at some point I'm going to need to rest, right? If I'm riding my bike, I want to rest. For me, it was the first time I'd ever done it and I wanted to rest. There were times where I needed to rest and I get that. But here's the thing. When you continue to pedal, you'll get conditioned to it. If you continue to pedal down the hill, your body's going to get conditioned where you're not going to need to rest and you're going to keep building momentum, building momentum. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians, the end of uh, 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, run in such a way as to get the prize. So that's building that momentum and, and going essentially as fast as you can because you want the prize. And I thought of a racehorse again with the spur. If we get on a horse, a horse might, when I get on it, it might walk on its own or trot on its own but a horse is not going to go as fast as it possibly can unless I use the spur, unless I, that horse and it goes, right? Think of the Kentucky Derby. Anyone ever seen a Kentucky Derby horse win without a jockey on its back? I haven't. Because it, that horse needs somebody to, because a Kentucky Derby horse is designed and bred to race, to go as fast as it can. That jockey helps that person, helps that horse go as fast as it can. If it doesn't have a jockey on it, it, it won't go as fast as it can. 
they would trot around the circle, like the Churchill Downs. We need someone to encourage us. Again, is it going to be uncomfortable? Yeah. There are times, there are times, but, but when people spur us on, they want us to reach our potential. That Kentucky Derby horse reaches its potential when it's going as fast as it can. And we, we need that too. We need somebody to spur us on so we can reach our potential. And I think when I think of potential, sometimes I think that is, is walking in our spiritual gifts as well. That's part of our potential. When somebody spurs me to walk in our spiritual gifts. You can write this down. Having spiritual momentum is more about reaching our capability than reaching our comfortability. It's more about reaching our capability, what we're capable of, walking in our spiritual gifts, doing the best that we possibly can than reaching our comfortability than being comfortable. So how do we do this? How can we build this spiritual momentum? All of us that are in this room, all of us that are beacon or watching online, you started. Coming to church is a good way. That's a start. That's spurring it on. Then when you come back the next day, not the next day, I guess the next week, the week after that and the week after that, it builds that momentum. You can do it by meeting with people. We have several people in, in this in our church that are that are meeting with individuals and they're walking through um, a, a book that's called Growing in Christ. That's a way to to build spiritual momentum. Here at the church, we have um, different ministries and different events that we have. Those are ways when you go to those, it's building that spiritual momentum. Because remember, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep pedaling. We have an event coming up, um, the, the Holy Spirit night that is coming up in like four days from now or three or whatever it is, New Year's Eve. That's an event. Go to that. It's going to help build the spiritual momentum. We have men's and women's events. We have student events. We have young adult events and ministries. When you go to those, it just, it helps you build momentum. There are sp certain spiritual disciplines that help you build momentum. Giving, is a, it, it sounds really weird, but giving is a good way to build spiritual momentum. Reading your Bible every single day, it builds spiritual momentum. We can even build momentum within that. When I read my Bible one day, then I read it the next day, then I read it, and it becomes a, ha a, a pattern or a habit. It's building spiritual momentum. Participating in, in other spiritual, so um, Pastor Clint will announce this more next week, but coming up in a few weeks, we're going to have um, a 21-day fast. Spiritual disciplines like that, like participating in that fast. It builds spiritual momentum. Serving, getting in groups, all this stuff builds spiritual momentum. Once we get that momentum build, don't coast. Keep pedaling. Keep pedaling. I think of, of church, right? Lighthouse Vineyard Church. That if we all have this momentum going, or the church in general, right? The worldwide big C church, we have, if we get all this momentum going, it's going to be hard to stop. Think of a train. I thought of a train, freight train. 
A freight train that's moving at 55 miles per hour, an average freight train moving at 55 miles per hour takes more than a mile to stop. It takes more than a mile to, to, to stop that momentum. The more cars you add onto it, the longer that even comes because it builds more momentum. Well, we're the cars of the train. The more we have and the more momentum we have, the harder it's going to be for us to stop. And I say this out of experience because I've gone to give you a couple examples where my momentum has waned. In October of 2012, I rededicated my life to Christ and it started building a momentum that hasn't stopped. There's been hills along my way because I'm human, right? There's been hills I've had to get over. But I'm telling you from my experience, from, right, from my Christmas present to you is don't stop. Build that momentum, guys, because it will be the greatest ride of your life. Building spiritual momentum and just living in that, in that momentum, getting on that, I'll call it a bandwagon. I don't know if that's the right word. It's, I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing that has happened in my life. And I want that for all of us. I want us to build the momentum, to do things in your life, to build momentum, build momentum. You're here this week, come back next week. Go to the worship night at the Vine. Build momentum, build momentum, because we've talked about this. I know Pastor Clint and I have talked about this a lot in our meetings. What this church, what Lighthouse Vineyard Church in 2021, I think is going to do incredible things. And it's not because of, of me or Pastor Clint. It's because of us and the momentum that we will build. And we, we're going to be hard to stop. And when we're hard to stop, when, when, when we as a church build that momentum, other churches build momentum. The, the Christian faith will build momentum in 2021. And we can be part of it. We can be part of it. All right. Will and Emma are going to come up. And you better come up because I'm off my notes. And so we could keep going and going. So, But they're going to come up. Um, and then Pastor Clint will come up and close us. stand up to your feet. I don't know what else you're going to stand on by your feet, but do that. We're going to sing a song. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. If it wasn't for the cross, we wouldn't be able to build momentum. There'd be nothing to give. Everything that we have is because of something he's already done because of what he's already given. Let's sing that chorus. Teach him that. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for the price you paid for us. And giving up your life to save the Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Say that 
again. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for the price you paid for us. And giving up your life to save the said there at the end is that in 2021 we have an opportunity to gain momentum and keep momentum and a lot of that as a church as individuals is going to depend upon our willingness and our openness to be spurred by others what's christine can you put that question back up that matt posed earlier about are we open to Oh, all right, there we are. Am I allowing people to kickstart me? 
and we are allowing others to really have an open door to comment and to encourage and to spur us on. Because I don't know about you, but that's hard for me. Man, I love it when people encourage me. Yeah, great job. That was awesome. I don't like it so much when someone says, you know, you might want to work on that. Ouch. But again, Matt talked about how a racehorse will never reach its full potential unless there's a jockey on their back spurring them, kicking them on. And I think that's true in my spiritual life too. I need people in my life who are going to challenge me, encourage me, and spur me on. So what I want to do is I just want to do a a quick prayer for any of us. I'm going to include myself in this who we need to be more open to the spurring of our friends around us. Maybe some people who aren't maybe even quite our friends, but they know what's best for us. And I just want to pray for us that in 2021, we would be more open to that because I don't know about you, but I want to reach my potential, but it's going to take, it's going to take some spurring on. Ouch. So if that's you, if you want to be more open to the encouragement of others, the spurring out of others, just raise your hand. Just raise it up there. Hi, all right. And I'm going to pray for us. Just keep your hand up while I pray. So God, I pray for those of us that have our hands raised high, God, and I include myself in this. Lord, make us open to others kickstarting us. Make us open, Father. Man, Lord, I pray that we would change. <laughs> we would change our approach to people that we wouldn't be so closed in, Father. And maybe even be brave enough to ask for input into our lives. But Lord, you want us to run. You want us to run this race with perseverance, God. And we need that momentum that is created by others in our lives. So Lord, I pray in 2021 that we would be open to that. You can put your hands down. And Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for what you've done this past year. Lord, it's been a tough year, but we rejoice at all the goodness of this past year. You you have been incredibly faithful. And we thank you for that. So Lord, today as we move into 2021, I pray, Lord, it is with momentum that we carry it forward, Lord. And that we as a church will be able to make an impact in our community and even around our world, Father. Because of your involvement in our lives and because of the love that we have for one another. Be with us now as we go. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And if there's anything that we can pray for for you guys, feel free to come on up and let us pray for you. But have a great week and have a happy new year. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.